Connecte o Mundo. Carsten Otto, Lightning Network, Node Operator, Rebalance L&D, Germany. Philanthropy etymologically means love of humanity in the sense of proving for, feeding, improving or increasing people's quality of life or develop, development potential. In modern practical terms, philanthropy is the development of private initiatives for the public good aimed at improving the living conditions of others. Will Bitcoin be a tool for the 21st century most famous philanthropist Bill Gates? No. I prefer to play slightly more StarCraft 2 than Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Der Kölner Dom is the largest cathedral in Germany. The construction began in 1248, came to a halt in the 15th century, resumed and also finished in the 19th century. Do you know that Der Kölner Dom has the second largest swinging ringable bell in the world after the bell of the People's Salvation Cathedral in Bucharest? No. <laughs> Pasta is a typical Italian dish, obviously. It's created from flour, olive oil, salt and eggs. Is it hard to find vegan pasta? No. Robert C. Martin, also known as Uncle Bob, is an American software engineer, instructor and author. He is also the co-founder of cleancoders.com, offering online video training for software developers. Is his book Clean Code a must read for every developer? Yes. We found out that you like hardstyle music. Do you prefer the reverse, reverse bass like back in the days over the pitched kicks used nowadays? Yes. Today, many businesses and people are opting to move to the cloud for lower costs in IT hardware maintenance and security. It's also possible to run a lightning node in the cloud. Do you think it's a myth that cloud migration lowers costs? Yes. I manage more than one lightning node. No. Is Bitcoin the most fascinating subject that you experienced and studied as a computer scientist? No. Are you Satoshi Nakamoto? No. Welcome to the Connected World Weekly Podcast. I'm Edward. And I'm Steph. We are ready to take you with us into the beautiful world of the Lightning Network. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the ride. ride. Magic number, Steph. This is episode 21. Yeah, we made it, baby. <laughs> of Connect the World, exactly. Oh, <laughs> no, man. it's uh, it's nice. 21, 21 Bitcoin, 21 episodes. Yes. On to the next, I so, think. Yeah, but that's so, not possible with Bitcoin. No, right? I, I just wanted to say that because yeah, Bitcoin has only 21 uh, limited cap of yeah. 21 Bitcoin, 21 million so bitcoins, and. Now we are going into uh, a world that we don't know, Edward. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is one time only. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, exactly what you just said, I think um, the unknown, everything is the unknown, right? Because this is so, uh, yeah, uh, magical. Uh, everything about lightning and Bitcoin, uh, yeah, there's some uh, corner uh, stones for, uh, for the future, I think. Yes, so, yes, yeah. yes. Did you find some Easter eggs, uh, Edward? Uh, yes, <laughs> as a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> no, yes. no, no. Um, well, uh, we uh, we've hidden uh, some uh, Easter eggs, but um, we had a problem with a bird that was eating the 
The X, no, really? The chocolate X. No, really, really, really. And they they were in plastic, and they they just got got, got them out. And uh, I I don't know. The chocolate is gone, but the wrappers are still there. Ooh. So but is it, know, is, it, is it toxic for because it is for, for dogs, right? Yeah, I think it's not that uh, good. So yeah, <laughs> and uh, and we have Easter bunny uh, from cho- uh, um, made of chocolate, and we had it at uh, the front yard, and it uh, was half um, how do you say that melted uh, in in the sun. But oh. it doesn't matter. It tastes uh, good. So <laughs> great, man. And your voice, your um, uh, you yeah. <laughs> you had a busy after party yeah, of yeah, Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I Miami vibes. It was last Friday. I uh, attended a festival for the first time, and uh. I think it was the first time since uh, we had Corona. So, yeah, I partied like it was my my first time ever. And uh, well, my voice is still gone. <laughs> you you know, I like to talk, right? Even yeah, even yeah, even yeah, on exactly. parties, I like to talk that much and and yelling and. I was to Helen uh, Cataneo, actually. It, it's an uh, Argentinian uh, techno DJ. And he's one of the best out there. I think, I think he's maybe, nice. he's maybe the, the best technical, uh, technically the best uh, DJ I know. Um, we have some, uh, some uh, uh, listeners and viewers from Argentina. So let yeah. me know if you know Hernan Cataneo. I actually saw a lot of Argentinians. I was, it was in Amsterdam. There. It was in the Western Union. Yeah, there were oh, a lot of right. Argentinians. I, I, was, I was amazed about it. But... Uh, I talked to them and um, yeah, it was very nice. So, uh, but I think, uh, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it was my first and maybe uh, I, th- I don't think I will visit a festival very soon because I'm getting old, man. My Even my voice can't, can't handle it anymore. So, Well, you can orange peel the, the, the people there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, of course. But, uh, but it's nice, the vibes of, uh, of everybody yeah. there and uh, yeah, nice. Yep. Yeah, great. And um, uh, I saw, well, that's that's uh, worth mentioning. I saw a post of El Profesor. You know him from the Latinos. Well, uh, Spanish, of course, the Spanish uh, uh, lighting community. And he said, and I, I think it's funny because we have such uh, an amount of liquidity um, that you, you try to uh, philosophize uh, things. He said, well, what would happen if hypothetically all nodes participating in Rings of Fire, Satoshi Radio, uh, more than 30 Bitcoin uh, of capacity, um, set their fees to uh, their uh, Rings of Fire peers at zero fees. Would it act like some sort of super node? <laughs> yeah, but but you have then a lot of hops, right? So exactly. Yeah, we need yeah, to, we need yeah. to, we, we can with with the capacity, but we have to do it with I think a smaller amount of uh, of members, and then it yeah. it's getting really hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I don't own exactly. that much Bitcoin, you know. <laughs> No, <laughs> but with all these countries, it's nice to think of uh, of uh, things sure. like 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 that, because we have now uh, over thirty one or something thirty five. I, I will tell you uh, in in a bit, uh, Edward. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're one big mesh today. No, uh, I will uh, wait for the rings forecast, and then uh, then you're uh, gonna uh, tell it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, this week we have uh, Karsten Otto uh, talking about. Big notes uh, and and, yes. and people how do who know how to run a note Edward? Well, Carsten yeah. Otto, yeah, he is uh, a note specialist from Germany, and yeah. his routing note is at the top of the boss score list. So I think uh, yeah, he has some nice tips for um, people who are just getting started with their note, and um, exactly. yeah, he has a nice vision on the Lightning Network. So, yeah. um, but that is in the in the second part, of course, and 
First, we have to talk a little bit about the statistics of the Lightning Network. I hope my voice will <laughs> will keep keep up with me, and uh, and about our Rings of Fire community. And then the second part will yeah. be with uh, with Karsten uh, Edward. All right. So let's well, do have this. Fun, uh, yeah. <laughs> have let's fun, yeah. Have fun, mate. <laughs> Conectar el mundo. Yeah, so last week we had a little over 28 uh, Bitcoin pushed into, into the Lightning Network. And this week we added almost half a Bitcoin, Edward. So yeah. now we are almost at 29.5 Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin with around, yeah. uh, we, oh, we passed the 1,000 members. So we are now with 1,004 exactly. members participating <laughs> in over tw- uh, 126 rings. So yeah. amazing, man. A lot. And we're now at block height 732,163. And if we look at the Lightning Network as a whole, uh, there are uh, 20,150 nodes and uh, with a network capacity of 3,634, I see here. Uh, less Bitcoin than last week, but uh, that doesn't matter. And the value of my uh, one million satoshis, <laughs> yeah. what can I buy with it? <laughs> you can you can get some some dollars, euros, and Chinese won. Actually, nice. you can get uh, four hundred two dollars, three hundred and seventy three yeah. euros, and twenty five hundred sixty one Chinese won. But I don't want them. No, <laughs> keep your sets. <laughs> Conecta el mundo. And the news of today, uh, this week, <laughs> uh, Bitcoin Beat Special. I don't know if you saw it. It's a 60-minute uh, special um, produced by Michael uh, Karsis and Katie uh, Kerpstad. And uh, it's uh, uh, the title is How a Town in El Salvador Became a Testing Ground for Bitcoin. And Mike Peterson uh, started the whole El Zonte project. And a lot of interesting interviews are in uh, those 60 minutes. So watch it if you're uh, interested. And then I saw something, um, well, I like it because it uh, made me, uh, yeah, well, if, if you want to discover uh, more things and learn about um, uh, the seeds of Bitcoin um, wallets, then it's interesting to test it because um, it's, an ex- it's an experimental uh, website uh, where you can download the HTML site. Uh, you can download it locally and then you can run it and generate seeds verifying entropy inputs. And uh, well, the goal, as I said, is to experiment and learn how wallets are generating uh, using different sources of entropy. And I've put the link in the show notes. And then uh, we last week we talked about, uh, we mentioned Tarot uh, already in, in, in the news of Lightning Labs. Uh, but I think it's also interesting for our listeners uh, to read the original post um, to the Bitcoin Dev and Lightning Dev mailing list. And uh, for those who missed it, uh, Tyro is a new protocol uh, for transferring non-Bitcoin tokens uh, in Bitcoin transactions and Lightning payments. And there was some discussion about this proposal. So if you're interested um, in checking all the proposed BIPs uh, yourself, then check the show notes and uh, read it and um, well see for yourself. And then uh, our friend uh, and guest episode 17, Sevi, from lnrouter.app, posted a tweet about uh, some new features. Uh, I think it's interesting. For those who don't know what uh, lnrouter.app is, it's a must-use tool. It helps node operators more uh, to make more informed decisions. Um, So it, uh, it helps you. And it's very interesting uh, when running a routing node, for for example, or uh, if you want to grow and pers- uh, professionalize your node. Uh, they made all liquidity scan reports uh, of subscribers public, and this makes it easier uh, to signal how good uh, your node is. 
uh, and you can share it with everyone. So it's, well, it's a spiffy message uh, that you can share. Uh, they also uh, added social media previews and uh, you can now uh, share. They have added the share button um, in your uh, user profile page and you can make a shareable link uh, and it looks nice. <laughs> so yeah, great. And of course, if people don't know app yet, they can also yeah. check our latest, uh, our, I think it was three episodes back, right? Um, the, yeah, the, uh, exactly. The Episode, episode 17 episode 17 yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yeah and he's he's uh, the real founder of lnrouter.app so it's uh, it's interesting to uh, to listen to it and uh, start 9 yeah 40 updates this week uh, start 9 i saw uh, they've added mempool um, to the marketplace there's a little disclaimer about uh, lacking the ability to look up uh, activity for specific addresses uh, but they expect uh, this to be solved in the near future when electors uh, will be packaged with Embassy OS. And then uh, Core Lightning, uh, I uh, still, um, when I see the name C Lightning and now <laughs> Core Lightning, uh, I need to uh, be accustomed to it. Um, Rusty Russell released the uh, release candidate. Uh, this will be the next major version. So if you want to read it, uh, check it. And they had, uh, there was a pull request that uh, added support for attaching option payment metadata, uh, invoice data to payment. Uh, so the result is uh, support for stateless invoices at the payer side. And then L&D, uh, they also uh, released a release candidate. I've put the, in the show notes uh, the, all the things that you can read about it. And then uh, Lightning Development Kit. Uh, the latest release adds support for channel identifier alias, and this can be positive uh, for privacy in some cases, and also some bug fixes, of course. And the last one was BTC Pay Server, and they had a latest release with a fix for the plugin installer. Cool. Was that <laughs> that was <right>. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Connect the word. So now let's have a look at the rings forecast. Uh, we have um, two spots left at. The three, 3 million Satoshi's 15th ring and two spots left. And it's a very interesting one at the 20 million Satoshi's first ring. So um, it's a big yeah, one. that's yeah. a big one. We don't see that uh, the rings with that high liquidity very often. So if you are interested in, in one of these, uh, I think you need to join our Telegram group ASAP if you haven't already, of course. Yeah. Um, and then now some ring anecdotes, <laughs> and I, I hope my voice will last because we had a pretty busy, <laughs> a pretty busy week. Um, we yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, we balanced five rings. <laughs> yeah. So I will do my utmost, uh, Edward. Um, yeah, we we balanced um, a one million satoshi's thirty fourth ring with node operators from Germany, Holland, and Spain. And once again, Crypto Cow showed his ex expertise as ring leader in the thirty fourth ring. Although some people decided it was a good idea to reboot while igniting the transaction was in progress, the group still managed to balance the ring with zero fees. So yeah, guys, please, if we are in the middle of the balancing act, don't <laughs> uh, reboot your note because no. that brings a, a, a hell to our gossip uh, issue. So, um, but it, it all went well after all. So um, I think we got lucky. Um, then we have the 500K 31st ring. Michel Anton was the initial ring leader, but due to some software issues, he was not able to run the balancing script, uh, unfortunately. Luckily, we had Martin SD uh, who volunteered to try it. And after some nice planning and coordination, he managed to do so. So thanks for the effort both. And in this ring, we had also node operators from Belgium, Holland, and Germany. I think almost in every ring, there is someone from Holland involved, Edward. And that makes yeah. us also very <laughs> proud, right? 
<laughs> of course. And then we have the um, 1 million Satoshi's 35th ring. We have node operators from Spain, Germany, uh, Poland, uh, Holland, and Belgium. Um, and the second one of tonight, uh, Nick took great care of this ring and showed us it wasn't his first time. Although not everyone was present, we decided to run the script anyways and send some invoices afterwards. Some trust will get involved but then, but we make sure it's handled correctly as always. And then we had a high liquidity ring with node operators from Iceland, Mexico, USA and Germany, the fifth, uh, 5 million Satoshi's 16th ring. Just another day at the office for DJ Maestro <laughs> because he balanced so many rings <laughs> last week of uh, the past three weeks. Uh, we decided to keep some of the fees a, a bit higher to prevent channels to, uh, from draining. This is a kind of new strategy for higher liquidity yeah. rings and it works pretty well. But this, the, but this means there will all, also be some trust involved because the yeah, ring leader exactly. is paying some sets for the, for the transaction. Yeah. And but all your banks are belong to us was also in that uh, yeah, ring I sold. That's so correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's yeah. As I said, it's it's uh, I think a good strategy because we experienced some uh, some draining from channels with uh, with these uh, low uh, low fees. And uh, I think if we keep them yeah. a bit higher, then we are always um, capable Safe. of balancing it. So uh, and then yeah. last but not least, at what um, we have the two million satoshis twenty ring with node operators from Italy. Uh, Holland, USA, and Germany. Um, we experience uh, with experienced ringleaders like TurboBus. It's almost getting boring to be a master of ceremony. <laughs> Couldn't even blink my eyes, and the ring was balanced. <laughs> Three minutes ahead of schedule with only two sets fee. Well done. So, yeah, what a way, yeah. to, what a way to end this forecast, right? TurboBus, you're amazing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, and uh, there was a funny thing. He explained uh, about his name, right? So uh, if you want to know more, <laughs> just come in the group and uh, search, uh, yeah, search yeah. a post. We, I think we, can tell I you think we have some uh, some children, maybe we have some children watching to our show, Edward. So we, yeah. we will keep it we within the television group, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, thanks, mate. Well, that's in the can. Thanks, Steph. And let's go to the lightning notes. Conecta el mundo. Make sure to secure your home network. So change default passwords and use two-factor authentication where possible and keep your software up to date. It's also very important. Uh, please keep in mind that the whole Lightning network is very experimental. Uh, software like uh, MyNode, Umbrel, Resi Blitz, for example, and many others, and LND also, uh, are still in beta phase. Uh, don't blindly run terminal commands on your nodes if you don't understand uh, them yourself, and especially when prefixed with sudo. Uh, and the last one is also very important. Don't use uh, satoshis that you're not willing to lose. So if you're not aware uh, of all security considerations, then read into it. Educate yourself, read articles, uh, ask for help in Telegram groups so, uh, with high reputation like ours, and uh, listen to podcasts and learn by doing. Otherwise, don't participate. Also, uh, you can stay uh, informed by uh, following us on Twitter. You can find us at uh, Satoshi Radio ROF and follow our lightning leader, uh, Johnny Kiyashu. Join our Telegram group, Satoshi Radio Ring of Fire and Connect the World and check our website, satoshi.radio. It would be nice for you uh, to be part of our uh, Emboss community. You can find us there on uh, Satoshi Radio and like and subscribe uh, to our uh, YouTube channel. Use Podcasting 2.0 to listen to Connect the World and you can uh, check uh, the trading for the current value. Uh, you can find all this information, of course, also in the show notes as well. All right, let's get on to the show.
Welcome, Karsten. We're excited to have you in our podcast. <laughs> How are you, man? Hi, I'm excited too. Happy to be here. Great. Cool. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Karsten. And yeah, the first things that comes up in my mind, because Edward asked you, is Bitcoin the most <laughs> fascinating subject that you experienced and studied as a computer scientist? And you said no, but what is it then? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess this was um, me being stupid because of the time pressure. I, I thought about my time at the university when I studied actively, yeah. like reading books and attending lectures. And this was before I heard about Bitcoin. So obviously it was not the most exciting thing. But uh, of all the things that I've heard of since then, or including this, I would say, yes, Bitcoin by far tops all of that. Ah, <laughs> what a release. <laughs> yeah, yes. sorry, we have to start no. over. <laughs> no, 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 man. <laughs> I was just very curious because no, I was thinking that there are a lot of things to be fascinated about, of course. But uh, yeah, we, we always hope that, <laughs> that it's Bitcoin, of course. But uh, yeah, well. Yeah. Hey, and we already mentioned that you like to listen to hardstyle music. Um, yes. Have you ever visited Syndicate in the Westfalenhal in Dortmund? Um, no, sadly not, but I've been in the Heineken Music Hall and, yeah, uh, yeah. I was trying party? to sleep. Um, I don't know, something time machine, yeah, time, time, machine. Time, time machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've I played at Syndicate, um, oh. it was like I think it was eight years ago or something, and not alive, uh, <laughs> and it was my it was my other life, my other alter yeah. ego, indeed. But <laughs> and I also played in the Heineken Music Hall, but not at time machine, so uh. But I'm very, uh, very nice to hear that you also like uh, prefer the uh, reverse, reverse bass over the pitch kicks because I always, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't prefer them. Also, I think the the reverse bass was way better. I and, also uh, like uh, classical music, so I guess it's a it's a tiny preference. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And um, well, uh, I I don't know where I've read it or something, but um, um, your node has twenty two thousand or more, I think, transactions, right? Uh, this month. Yes, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how how many how many transactions do you route um, in in a day? <laughs> twenty two thousand divided by thirty one, roughly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. But what? Yeah. Okay. So what what is the? Um, yeah. What? That's a lot. Yeah. What number? You're talking about the amount, right? Yeah, yeah. the amount. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, between one and two Bitcoin, I think. Okay. Yeah. In a day. Crazy. So, but that I, I'm I'm gonna think. Well, uh, it's all rebalanced, or uh, and I really hope that there are really um, uh, actual transactions, of course, of buying things. And uh, well, well, we don't know that. But for me, rebalances of other people uh, people's are real transactions for my node, so yeah. that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, no, that's right. But but I mean for more more adoption, I I would like to yeah. think that uh, <laughs> there's uh, I don't know uh, twenty thirty percent uh, are actual transactions to buy yeah. something. But so I see lots of transactions to um, the exchanges and to wallets. Of course, so yeah. I guess it's not just rebalances. Yeah, and. Um, I also thought, well, you studied computer uh, as a computer scientist. And do you have uh, also more insights, uh, do you think, about Bitcoin uh, because of your knowledge of computer science, um, applying uh, discrete mathematics, mathematics or um, yeah, that, that it's helped you along the way? I would say um, the biggest advantage is that I can read articles or technical papers about Bitcoin yeah. and understand uh, the important parts and identify the knowledge that I need to well, freshen up on. 
And for example, with Picard payments, um, there's a lot of debate. And when I talk with Rene, we can concentrate on the, the math behind it and ignore all the other crap. So that helps. That helps. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cool, man. Hey, and you are uh, the top of the emboss.space uh, ranking list, right? Of um, the notes over there. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, the terminal web ranking has a, yeah. has a, well, basically a number that is assigned to every node. And at some point, you can't get a higher number. So 10,000 or, yeah. I think it's, it's uh, 100,000, no, 100 million corresponding yeah. to the number yeah. of Satoshis in yeah. Bitcoin or something. Cool. Yeah. So, but, but there are multiple, of, uh, there are uh, uh, yeah. more nodes that have that. Uh, yeah, I think score, right? uh, the, the top 10 or something like that, maybe even more. Yeah. yeah. So if you have the highest number, you can still look at centralization and mm. uh, how many Bitcoins you have and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Cool. But you know what you are doing. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, at least uh, it's good enough. I, I would say you can do better, but I don't know how. So No. <laughs> uh, cool, man. And that's, uh, yeah, one of the main reasons, obviously, when we, uh, why we invited you into our show. Because uh, yeah, I think a lot of uh, our uh, listeners and viewers can learn a lot from you. Um, so, yeah, we, had, uh, we have all kinds of questions for you about uh, your vision on the Lightning Network. And, of course... Uh, how to run your lightning road, a note, um, but it has to be in the 21 minutes. So um, yeah, Edward and Karsten, if you guys are ready, we would like to, uh, to enter that part. Are That's you guys okay. ready? Yes, I'm ready. Yeah, Just cool. a let's do it. All right. Connetti il mondo. Well, as Steph said, um, well, you're, you're a big example for uh, community members running a lightning node, and uh, there are a lot of people with uh, different strategies. Um, but before they came there, uh, what was your first experience um, with the Lightning Network? And do you still know what you did at that moment? Yeah, so the first experience was just reading the white paper. So printing out a bunch of pages, uh, going um, out in the sun on my balcony, having a beer or something. And I remember that I read it. I, I started to understand it after, well, maybe the fifth attempt or something. <laughs> and I realized this is huge. This works. This is helping with... Um, scaling Bitcoin. And it's fascinating because, well, all the HTLC stuff and how to open channels and how to make all transactions disappear. So all channel states, this was great. And I started installing LND for the first time, opening the first channel on my private computer back in the days. So, yeah, this is how it started. How it started. And there wasn't something that you thought, well, maybe this is going to be a problem or? Um, well, it's new technology. so. It's obvious that there's some kind of problem that you don't know about and some issues that you need to fix. Like, well, you we have to program all of the stuff. You have lots of compatibility issues between yeah. the, oper uh, the the node software um, implementations. But other than that, I was like, this is the way forward. This is worth exploring. And I liked it a lot. Yeah. Cool, cool. And if you look back at, at the last year, what is the most stunning thing, the uh, maybe application, a movement you have seen on the Lightning Network? I would say it's the community, most notably the PlebNet, uh, so that a bunch of folks from different backgrounds, so not just the, the nerds or the computer science students, whatever. So everyone is able to join the community. They talk, they exchange um, tutorials, they help each other out. They open rings of fire and this is something i didn't have i, I just started no, from scratch right. and um didn't know anything and now you can just read it up or go to a telegram chat 
attend meetings in person. And this is great. This is helping a lot of people to be part yeah. of it. Yeah. So there, there's a much more uh, advantage at this moment because there's a lot to um, to build upon. And um, well, uh, we have uh, L&D, Lightning Lab, C Lightning, Blockstream, and Eclair. Uh, there are a lot of uh, distributions like that. Um, and um, those implementations, um, do you prefer one more than the other or uh, do you follow it all? Well, I only have experience with L&D, which yeah. um, is not perfect. <laughs> But it's great. I like uh, that it works. I know my way around the log messages and all the commands that you get to use to run your node. So this is fine. But I'm also excited to see, for example, how uh, C Lightning or Nordics Call Lightning, I think it's mm. a new name. Yeah, yeah. How they right. um, deal with performance and the whole database compaction issue. So I yeah. believe that having multiple implementations helps the whole network. They can copy features. It's not a competition. It's just different approaches, different companies uh, sponsoring the development, and then the best approach wins, which yeah, is great. Yeah. And, yes. and yeah. do you think the, the Lightning Network will be mature enough for mass adoption within four years or so? Or? Depends on what mass adoption is. So if you talk about millions to billions of people using it to buy coffee and lots of coffee and, and uh, doing remittance payments, something like that, I would say no. Um, because there's so much to do, so many attacks maybe, or so many um, engineering challenges that you need to fix first. And this takes time. So mm -hmm. for example, if you think about L2, which is um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. some improvements suggested by Christian Decker, uh, this has been suggested a while ago and it's not implemented. It, well, it's not easy to implement because you need to change Bitcoin for that, but it takes time to improve something as massive as Lightning Network. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of effort. And like uh, Ball 12, for instance, also, because you need to change a lot of uh, things around um, having a node, also the wallets and all of those specifications. So yeah. it's difficult. Well, four years is maybe uh, too little, but do you think it's going to be uh, a side as fiat m money or does it, can it take it, um, some kind of place uh, and, um, yeah, well, be, be more than only a, a, a second option or something? I would say um, there will be more adoption um, so that you can use it to send money to friends to, well, tips on Twitter, for example, is one of mm. the key features. And this will just pop up in tiny stores, and then you have uh, larger chains who add it to their systems. So it will not be commonplace like Visa, for example, or yeah. cash, <laughs> but mm. it would not be surprising to go, I don't know, to Amsterdam and just pay with lightning on your phone in some tiny store. It's like, wow, this is cool, but it's not that special. No, no. Yeah. No, I, I hope so. And uh, yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> I'm living near Amsterdam, so that would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not just Amsterdam, but yeah. Yeah, also, of course, everywhere. Uh, what's the biggest problem you encountered when you start your, uh, your first uh, lightning node? Um, for me, it was understanding what's going on. So uh, I think every node runner nowadays has issues with force closes. So why yeah. did it happen? Uh, is it my fault? Is it my peer's fault? Is it some Tor connection issue? And you need to understand the logs. You need to understand the timeouts. You need to understand how failures are propagated along a payment path, how 
payments are blocked, how um, your channel might be filled up with too many HDLCs. And all this is hidden in the code. It's hidden in the log messages. Sometimes the log message doesn't exist. So you have to patch LND and wait for the next release to get the log message. This was very, very annoying. Yeah. A lot and of manual now, uh, labor also. Yeah. And is yeah. it now with, with all these uh, software um, uh, companies like Umbrel, or is it, is it then now much easier for people to start? Or? I think it's easier to start. I, I haven't used Umbrel myself. Um, I'm just a plain L&D and yeah. terminal kind of guy. But it's easy to start. You have um, like you press one button and, and that's it, and it works. But to get into the details and, for example, tweaking fees, rebalancing, or identifying issues, like why did this channel false close, this is still yeah. rather tricky. But you mm -hmm. don't need to do it every day. And in fact, you don't really need to do it. It just no. works without looking into the details. And there's also a big difference between just someone who is running a node for, for maybe some uh, pay with, um, with his own node for, for coffee someday and, and, and people who want to um, really run a, a routing node. Yeah, I think that, exactly. That's also a big difference, yeah. Yeah, to make it profitable, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And uh, well, security um, on the Lightning Network is one of the biggest uh, topics at the moment. Uh, what are the biggest issues on security um, which need to be fixed, do you think? Um, I don't know a lot about security regarding safety of your funds, but there are some attacks mm -hmm. that basically are blackmailing. So yeah. you could, in theory, just uh, send a payment in circles around the network and just not releasing the payment, not failing it, not settling it, just letting it linger for days or hours at least. And if you do that in a clever way as an attacker, you can block channels, you can block nodes, you can outsmart your competition, you can tell them, I will stop, but you have to pay me blackmail. So this is um, possible. It's not something I see in the wild, luckily, at least not on my note. But this needs to be fixed in order for the Lightning Network to become mainstream, I think. And this so is very interesting for... because, because yeah, yeah. now with, with Kraken um, adding the space, um, I think it will be more interesting uh, also for, for people who want to blackmail. Yeah. So I think the, the coming uh, period is very uh, important to see what, what happened and, and how to fix it. And, uh, yeah, we yeah, also talked about it uh, with Gijs van Dam uh, yeah. a couple of uh, episodes ago, and he's also very interested in this, uh, yeah, this issue. Yeah, and I was thinking about uh, what we said before about uh, well, um, beginners and uh, and not uh, tech savvy people. Um, that it's 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 important, of course, that that um, they're more educating themselves about uh, what's going on uh, within their node. Uh, so they can uh, better understand when it's a blackmail or a phishing or something that uh, that is uh, happening. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of discussion. We already talked about it uh, just now about the ranking of uh, of Lightning nodes. Do you think this is important, and why is that? I I think it's nice to have some kind of list where you can climb to the top, so you have some motivation. It's gamification, basically. Um, I don't really care. Well, it's nice to, to have uh, like a top five node or top six at the moment, right? More than the actual numbers, I think the um, improvement ideas the Terminal Web, for example, is giving you as a node operator, these are very helpful. Like you, you need more channels or your channels, um, they might exist, but they are not large enough. So they are useless in a sense. So this kind of 
feedback is important to help uh, improve your own node and by extension, the whole network. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, we had a chat with uh, Severin Bueller from um, lnrouter.app about how important speed and deliverability is for adoption uh, in the Lightning Network. And uh, well, he said, uh, nobody wants to wait eight seconds for payment to be processed. And Rusty said six seconds um, and and longer until you get bored. So that's that's very, uh, very important. Do you agree with this? That speed is very uh, important. And um, what do you think can help uh, to make the Lightning Network be much faster in the near future? Okay, so I think it's important uh, for payments to be fast enough. But for example, in Germany, we um, tend to uh, lag behind technology. So if you go to a German supermarket and pay with whatever you usually do to pay, you have to enter your PIN number, you have to wait for the device to boot up and for the recipe or the, the receipt to print, and this takes much longer than six or eight seconds. So, <laughs> yeah. If if Lightning Network is just tapping your your phone on some device and wait five seconds, that's great. But improving it would be helpful. And I think yeah. instead of just looking at fees and maybe channel sizes in the near future, you should also look at well, how fast is the node reputation stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for small payments. Um, the approach of taking into account how far away the node is and how quick it is in responding, I think it's very helpful. And for larger payments, you need to um, do a bit more than that. But mm-hmm. I guess five seconds, you don't care about five seconds if you want to pay like 2000 Of course. Euros. And do, do you think also the physical distance of the node uh, to the node where you're paying for the, uh, for the acceptance, um, the, the merchant that is accepting uh, Lightning? That, that it, yeah, I, it will I don't think it makes a big... Uh, a big difference if it's well in Germany or in the Netherlands or in France, but okay. if you go to to uh, Australia and back and forth, because it's not just a single message that needs to travel around the globe, but it needs to be um, basically that it, it's a long process of uh, settling a single transaction. And mm-hmm. if you also think about failures, these add up. So okay. you might want to prefer more local nodes and maybe not yeah. two nodes. Yeah. Well. Uh, not so long ago, we also spoke to Hakuna um, as a guest in episode 16. He's an IT specialist also from Germany and runs a very successful routing node. And he wrote a script, a Bash Rebalancer, um, and as an extra feature to your own script, uh, Rebalance L&D. And he said, I quote, uh, Carson's original script uh, has the most clever algorithm to take some of the decisions away from you, but it requires you to be comfortable with command line and doesn't allow batch running. And I want to polish my batch scripting skills and thought about a layer which allows for skill and simplicity. So the wizard allows beginners to get into rebalancing, but also allows professionals to move a few millions around semi-automatically. And do do you know this script? And do you have uh, plans uh, for some future um, future uh, updates on your rebalance L&D script? Yeah, so um, I don't know the, the script in detail. You just had a short look when I uh, first heard about it. Yeah. Um, it works and people use it. So this is the most important part. It would be nice to um, have some kind of feature in rebalance L&D itself. But, well, I already have my, my script that automates things, which I can't just provide as part of the rebalance L&D. But in the near future, maybe far future, um, I would like to add some features to L&D Manage J, which is sort of my big Java server application that 
hopefully does a lot of stuff, including rebalancing in the future. Mm. Well, and now we're talking about uh, yeah. LND Manage J. <laughs> what what useful information can you collect while running this? Um, at the moment, it's rather limited. But one of the things that most other tools don't give you is, for example, how much did you as a node operator pay for false closed transactions? Because it's not just the transaction itself. It's also the sweep transactions that you need to issue to get access to your funds. And these add up. So, for example, if you have a false close with many HTLCs in it, each of those might be swept individually, and each of those transactions might cost you, I don't know, a few thousand satoshis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. details like that, or uh, another nice feature is, um, did a channel maybe not route a lot, but help others to be rebalanced? So if you mm. rebalance into a channel, you need to pay out of some other channel. And yeah. you can see how, for example, Bolts, which is great for this purpose, uh, is helping um, feeding other channels. So you don't earn a lot with Bolts, but it helps you earning more with other channels that you rebalance using Bolts, as an example. Cool. And um, uh, Karsten, some of our previous guests said uh, that it's most likely uh, that in the future smaller nodes will disappear uh, and bigger routing nodes with high liquidity channels will remain. What's your vision? On, on it, or will it only be the big custodial uh, um, lightning uh, nodes uh, that uh, are um, binded with, uh, with wallets or something? I think the general trend is true. Uh, I, I would also think that we have more small nodes at the moment than we will have in the future, at least relatively to the total number of nodes. Um, but there will always be, let's say, nerds, hobbyists, or people who really crave about decentralization. They, they need to have their own node. They do not want to connect to the big ones. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we will have a mixture. But it's easier um, to, well, have a team to earn money with the node, to have uh, something big than just having your Raspberry Pi that uh, might break down any minute and you don't have the time to look after it and you don't have the resources to balance all the channels. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for those uh, who want to run a routing node, the most valuable asset is, node to, is to know where the traffic is. How do you find this information or is that classified? <laughs> um, well, I don't have answers that don't help uh, if you're a beginner. It's trial and error. It's um, opening channels, waiting a few months and closing the bad ones. Um, you can also have a look at the fee structure. So for example, my own node, uh, if I charge a lot, Either the channel is new and I don't have anything on my site. That usually means my site is disabled. But for those uh, that are enabled from my side, where I charge a lot, that usually means I also send a lot. Mm. And yeah. yeah, of course, this also means you have lots of competition. So BitPhoenix, for example, has lots of channels and opening another one. Yeah. You have lots of competition, but in the end, in the end, it might be worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And a lot of our community members also use uh, the script charge LND. Uh, you know it, of course. And uh, the script uh, node operators can uh, automate setting their fees. Uh, can you explain how rebalance LND takes into account uh, the future profit uh, you can make on a channel instead of only uh, using proportional rebalancing with charge LND? Okay, so let's ignore charge LND for the yeah. um, first part <laughs> of the answer. Um, with rebalance LND, don't confuse the two. Um, exactly. I only look, well, I as the script, I only look at the current fee settings. So whatever you configured on your node, this is the ultimate truth. And 
if you configure something that is wrong, the script doesn't know that it's wrong. It just assumes that it's valid. And basically, the assumption is if you configure 1,000 ppm on the channel to BitPhoenix, then you will earn 1,000 Satoshi per million that you route to BitPhoenix. And it might be a good idea to empty a channel where you don't charge 1,000. You pay a tiny transaction fee so that you have more that you can send to BitPhoenix in the future. And here, the assumption is you just compare the, the fees that you would earn, the fees that you could earn, and those that you can't earn anymore, and this kind of stuff. But it only pans out if your fee settings um, actually correspond to the truth. So if you configure a million PPM, that's obviously good. But if you don't route at that setting, it doesn't help at all. So the script mm -hmm. would fill the channel, and nothing happens, and you wasted money. So everything is based on the assumption that you will route at the given fee rate, maybe a bit less. You, you always have some uncertainty in there. Now, with charge LND, um, you change the proportional, um, with the proportional fee settings of charge LND, you change the fee rate all the time. So you might, you might decrease the fee rate just because the channel is full. Maybe it's full because of rebalance LND. And then you basically screw up the whole computation. And my idea behind it is, if you have a fee rate that will work in the future, why would you want to decrease the fee rate just because you have a lot? Mm -hmm. Just wait. And if, it, if it's too much because, well, it's too expensive and nobody routes, then you can lower it, but not because you have too much in the channel. Exactly. That's a wrong uh, start to, to think about. So waiting a lot more and then uh, having more information uh, th that you can get out of what's, what's happening. Yeah, patience yeah. is key. And yeah, especially exactly. if you're a smaller <laughs> node operator, so if your node is smaller, um, then it might take months yeah. or weeks for a channel to do anything. So it's very hard to come up with uh, reasonable fees. Yeah. yeah. And on your side, you describe channel and uh, fee policy from your node and some other cool things. Uh, are 3 million Satoshi's channels the minimal size if you want to be a routing node? Um, I would say there are two different kinds of routing nodes. And uh, mine is more or less in the middle of those two definitions. The first is you're something like a core router. So you connect the big players, you provide liquidity. I think this is something um, Alex Bosworth is doing with the YALS nodes. Mm -hmm. um, so for these types of nodes, uh, for these nodes, you need lots of liquidity and you need to be able to forward larger amounts. So I would say 10 million is the minimum. The other option is to have nodes that connect lots of smaller peers. So like you're the train station that connects your village to the big city. And there, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million is good. And for me, I think it's not worth it to deal with 2 million anymore, which is why I increased the minimum to 3 million. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. one. It, I think in in our Rings of Fire community, the I think the most uh, seen liquidity is I think five, uh, five one million uh, at what right? Um, so the, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, these, that's right. These are the tra train station nodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, and um, I, I, I hear the TikTok. Can, can I yeah, do one yeah, more, yeah. Edward? <laughs> yeah, and I see also one more. But go ahead, go ahead, Edward. Okay. Well, Rene Picard <laughs> and uh, Stefan uh, Richter observed that finding the cheapest multi-part uh, part payment is an NP hard problem. So, in theoretical science, meaning um, this expresses a hard problem complexity um, to solve. 
considering the current fee structure and propose uh, dropping the base fee to make um, in a linear min cost flow problem. Will this uh, base fee disappear in the future maybe with Bolt uh, 14? Um, I would say Bolt 14 is not related to base fee at all. Okay. As far as I understand, Bolt 14, it's exchanging information about your peers, which will help with routing, but these two issues are not related. And the base fee will always be part of the protocol. People can enable a base fee, but those nodes who, nodes who want to um, route a lot will set the base fee to zero in order to have more forwardings and routings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that is one. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> also <laughs> answer on of, of my question because I wanted to ask you if um, because a lot of our community members always put uh, the zero base fee and um, if there are you you may experience more routing when you have zero base fee and uh, so I guess it is right. <laughs> Hopefully, in the future. Not yeah, now. Yeah. Cool. We're exactly. working on and it. it's to uh, yeah to to say well zero base fee. Yeah. Well. Um, we had a lot of more questions, but we uh, don't have time uh, to ask more. So uh, I would hope uh, to uh, see you back uh, at another show. That would be, be great, really yeah. nice. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Verbind de wereld. Last week uh, we had Jesse De Witt, a professional Lightning Network enthusiast, and we had uh, we asked Jesse to come up with a question for you, uh, Karsten. So um, Edward will play the audio file, and then you may answer it. Uh, the Bitcoin base layer is very robust because of its decentralized nature. Uh, Lightning is young and being, is being actively developed. What do you think could break Lightning? Uh, or what do you think could be a threat to Lightning? Okay, so I hinted at that earlier uh, in the questions. Channel jamming is one of the issues that needs to be fixed. So just putting too many HTLCs into a channel or um, freezing the balance that you have in your channel and not releasing it would disable at least the channel, maybe the part, a huge part of the network. And if you do that to big nodes, those nodes will suffer. So um, there's a, an article on bitmax.com. I will provide the link, um, which explains the issue, but sadly there several attempts at, at, at fixing the issues, but no actual solutions um, which are implemented. Cool. So you, yeah, well, we will put uh, the link to yeah, the, in the show notes. Um, article in the show notes then. Thank you. I've put Very it here. Yeah, thanks. Well, and next time uh, we have a new guest, uh, El Mouton. She's an engineer from South Africa uh, at Lightning Labs. Uh, we want her uh, also to ask a question from you. Uh, which question can we ask her? Yeah, so at the moment we have uh, fees all over the place, the default fees. We have zero fee routing, which is crazy. <laughs> we have Alex Bosworth uh, charging, I think, two and a half thousand PPM all over the place. I saw it. And the question <laughs> is in the future, how do you think will the fees and the Lightning Network develop? Interesting. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Thanks. Curious about the answer. Yeah. Forbid the world. Well, Steph, um, there's something interesting um, because we have a prize to give away this week again. And this yeah. time it's, it's from you, uh, Karsten. And um, I'm going to make it a lot of more interesting. Uh, what <laughs> are you giving away to our listeners? <laughs> nice raffle. <laughs>
So I'm giving away uh, 5 million, which is not Euro, it's Satoshi. No. <laughs> I, I will keep them, um, but I will give away a 5 million Satoshi channel. So yeah. if you run a node, I will open a channel to your node, 5 million Satoshi. I will not charge any fees. So zero fee routing uh, through that channel only for a month at least. And after that, maybe I close it. Maybe I open another one. Maybe we have a chat. I don't know. But four oh, months, nice. you have five million satoshi from a, from me in the channel. Really great! I I, so, I saw it and I thought, well, <laughs> I can't yeah. compete. Of no, course, no, no. <laughs> we can't. Compete. We do something wrong at once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but, but it's, think, it's uh, nice. It's also uh, the combination of well, w what you just said. We uh, talk about it, and you um, you actually meet people with lightning, and uh, it's not a, just a peer. It's also a person uh, that wants to learn and uh, or wants to have uh, also a, a, a nice writing note. And it's interesting without fees, right, Steph? Then, uh, then yes. you could really see what, uh, what's, what yeah, will what's going on. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you want uh, a, a top, uh, yeah, well, let's say a top ten or something, top um, six from top, top six, six ah, from nice. Unbus.space uh, uh, channel ah. um, uh, open to you, what do you have to do uh, to be able to win? Well, um, you have to like and retweet the announcement of this episode by Yoni Kiyashu um, and subscribe yeah. to our channel. And we will put the link uh, to Johnny Kiyashu's uh, Twitter account uh, into this uh, into the show notes. So um, yeah, go so to check that, them, uh, guys and girls. Go this, to the profile uh, and uh, just like and retweet the announcement, and maybe you will get a uh, five million satoshis uh, channel from uh, from Kasten open to you with zero fees, guys. So <laughs> very nice. Connect the world. Thanks, Carsten, for being in the show and um, hope you, uh, we will see you next time. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, where uh, do our listeners can find um, information about you or stay up to date or something or follow you on Twitter or Telegram? Yeah, I think um, my homepage, c-otto.de, yep. is uh, the best starting okay. point. I'm on Twitter. Right. Let me look it up. It's c underscore otto 83 all right. So you can guess how yeah. old I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm on Telegram no, you, too. You, but you yeah. look very young. <laughs> Sometimes I do. <laughs> it's because of the hair. I know. I don't know. We will we'll put it in the show notes. Great. Okay. <laughs> cool. And um, well, to everyone, uh, thanks for listening. And thanks uh, to all members participating in Satoshi Radio Rings of Fire. And of course, uh, thanks everyone helping us to connect the world. And if you like our content, please support us in our mission. Visit our website, a new website, connecttheworld.live, uh, where you can donate and subscribe, like, and share uh, our content on your favorite uh, platform, uh, for example, Podcasting 2.0. And uh, uh, remember, we need you to complete our mission, Connect the World. And keep those notes running, sets flowing, and rings burning. And see you all next week with El Mouton uh, on the same lightning channel. Sampai, Jumpa, Karsten. Au revoir à tous, Arrivederci.